The Deep Dive Podcast will not be posted this week, so we can bring you the following special presentation. Yo, this is Sports Bros. It's me and my bros getting extreme about sports. Yeah! I'm Xander Briggs. Me and the Sports Bros are going to rock your world with the latest in-your-face sport ever. Naked, blindfolded, curling. Let's do this. Coming to you from an undisclosed location, thousands of fathoms beneath the sea, this is the Deep Dive Podcast. All ahead, one-third, off skull. Battle stations. Battle stations! Hello, divers, and welcome to another episode of the Deep Dive Podcast, the only podcast guaranteed not to contain high levels of asbestos. My name is Manda, co-host extraordinaire, famed beauty, lover of all things dinosaur, and with me, as always, is my good buddy, Tom Feeney. Hello. (laughs) And if you didn't know, he's a writer for Wang's Chop Movie Magazine, if you're so inclined, and let's face it, why wouldn't you be? Hmm. Go ahead to Amazon.com and pick up a copy. Thank you for that shameless plug. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely was good, right? That was good. Yeah, it was good. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So... Let's get into it. Last week, we did the body swap. Remember that? We did. I'm still recovering. <laughs> yeah, we have to be careful. We can't be doing experiments like that. Just not enough space. You know? There really isn't. It just got weird. Yeah, and then like water pressure and submersible, it, just, it doesn't go well. Ugh. So I was thinking since last week, we shook things up. Oh, we did. We did. How about we let the directors shake things up for us? Do you mean? Do you know what I mean? I think I do. What do, you, what do I mean? I'm thinking chubby checker time. Yeah. <laughs> plot twists. The twist. Yes. Oh, yeah. We're doing plot twists. Love it. And if you're thinking, well, that's unexpected. Yes, actually, that's correct. Which is in itself a twist. Ooh, twist, twist, mm. twist. Dun, dun, dun. Now, you remember our deal. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. I stuck to it. I hope you, you did, did, too. I did, too. Okay. And the deal was no M. Night Shyamalan. Nope. We can't have that. Nope. I'm still reeling from the village because I'm angry about it. Uh, I'm angry about everything like the last airbender and (laughs) after earth and uh, lady in the water and mm. yeah I expected that one to be a lot better than it was I mean I did like glass yeah but okay yeah and uh, split was good I didn't watch that but I heard it was good yeah so you know he's he's coming back but still with the twists that's too obvious yeah exactly you expect it yeah exactly which is sort of the opposite of unexpected right I believe that is literally correct (laughs) Yes. Mm-hmm. Doing good. good. Nicely done. Thank you. So, yeah, it's going to be a good episode. Why don't you start us off this week? Ooh. Yeah. For a twist? Twist. Very nice. <laughs> so, my first pick is a 1999 Japanese film called Audition. Oh, no. What, are you familiar with this oh, movie? Oh, no. This uh, this movie scared me. Oh. Okay. So you are familiar with it. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, all right. Go ahead. I'm going to okay. let you bring there this to our audience. All right. So, well, <sighs> so it begins in kind of a sweet romantic way. <laughs> this middle-aged widower named Oyama is prodded by his teenage son to start dating again. Oyama's friend was a movie producer has this wild idea. He suggests that he holds fake auditions to find a perfect match to become his new wife. Brilliant, right? Yeah. I mean, using Uh, the pretext of getting a film role is a weird form of Tinder. 
<laughs> what could possibly go wrong? There are so many ways that wacky hijinks can ensue from this, right? <laughs> All kinds of funny misunderstandings and, oh, yeah. and, and quirky situations. I mean, really, it's like a romantic comedy just waiting to happen. I see Keanu and Sandra Bullock in this. Um, okay, but that's really not no, what, that's what not happens at all. here. Plot twist. Oyama actually meets a lovely, sensitive woman named Asami, who's everything Oyama is looking for, and more. Ooh. A lot more. <laughs> See, someone is not quite who they appear to be, and things go badly. Very, very badly. Let me put it this way. If you are in any way squeamish about, mm, let's say, needles... You probably don't want to be anywhere near this movie. And I'm sure you agree, Manda, seeing oh. as how you are familiar with this. Oh, my my insides are cringe. Like, they're cringing. Oh, like, this isn't just a, like, plot twist movie. This is a very uncomfortable movie. Oh, yeah. Like, super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is almost worse than Battle Royale. Have you oh, ever seen that? That is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I have a I have a Battle Royale poster. Oh, kidding. Uh, I have a t-shirt for Battle Royale. I have the original manga. Oh, nice. Uh, I've got, uh, you know, the, the, the discs that I remember seeing. I, I, I've been a fan of this movie for a very long time. I think the one scene that has stuck with me through all these years is the soup scene. Oh. Right? Exactly. And I think about that just randomly from now and now, like mm -hmm. time to time. And I'm like, yep, yep. oh my. But that's probably a good sign of a good movie if it sticks with you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's lots of different ways a movie can stick with you. <laughs> you know, almost like a, like a bad clam. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the film itself <clears throat> yeah. uh, is very well done. It's well acted. And it really is guaranteed to put you off food for a while. Uh, it was directed by legendary Japanese filmmaker... Takahashi Miike. Mm. Now, he's directed some incredibly over-the-top movies like Visitor Q, Dead or Alive, Ichi the Killer, uh, and more recently, Yakuza Apocalypse. Okay. Now, you can tell from that title, that is also a romantic comedy. <laughs> uh, he's actually directed over 70 films in almost every genre, including family films, comedies, and things like that, over the past 20 years. And he hasn't slowed down at all. He's still making movies. Uh, so, you know, like I said, no spoilers for this one. But this this movie, I mean, doesn't doesn't even take a twist. It's like an M.C. Escher painting <laughs> of a movie. Uh, it takes some seriously weird yeah, it does. turns mm -hmm. and has an offbeat ending as well. Um, yeah, that's so putting it lightly. Yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're you know if you have a strong constitution, and and you know we do love our constitution. Um, yeah, I don't think that means the same thing. No, but. Check out Audition. Uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. You may be nauseous, <laughs> but I don't think you'll be disappointed. Uh, so that is my first pick. It is available, by the way, uh, with a subscription uh, on the streaming app Shudder. Okay. Yep. And it is available to rent on uh, Vudu, Amazon Prime Video, and iTunes for $2.99. So I think, you know, as far as these movies go, and honestly, like I said, we said this before, we have no idea uh, before we start this what the other person has picked. 
Isn't that's that kind right? of the, that's kind of the fun of it too, because I'm all, I'm not surprised at all that you picked that movie, <laughs> but I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. Okay, see that's there's a twist in <laughs> itself. Uh, so it gets a seven point two out of ten on the Internet Movie Database, and it actually eighty one percent. Wow. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty incredible as far as i'm concerned i've lost all <laughs> faith in you uh do you did, did you have any in the first place oh. <laughs> let's just let's just leave it at that shall we oh. all right so all that right. that is my first pick all uh right. what do you got for us manda well, uh, nothing like that. I gotta tell you, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with probably one of my favorite movies of all time, and it is from 1996. And it's called My Fellow Americans. Yes. Oh man, I love this movie. It stars Jack Lemmon, James Garner, John Hurd, Lauren Bacall, Dan Aykroyd. Which now that I'm thinking about that, almost all of them are dead. Well, Dan Aykroyd's not dead. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That, but he's all the, all those. Yeah, but anyways, you know Jack Lemmon from like Grumpy Old Men. Right, love oh, that such movie a great too. career. Right, James Garner. I had a yep. crush on James Garner when I was younger because my grandmother made me watch that movie Mover or Darling with Doris Day. Oh, yeah. Wow, I had That's a crush a while on James. Ago. Yeah, I had a truck a crush on James Garner. I'm not afraid to admit it. Me too. Uh, <laughs> but that was during the Rockford Files. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little different. <sighs> I got over it. Yeah. Mostly. Oh, it'll be okay. 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 Um, but, you know, of course, John Heard from Home Alone. Yeah. Lauren Bacall from, uh, I think, what's that movie called? Murder on the Orient Express? Is mm-hmm. that what it is? Yeah. That's what she's from. And I didn't know that, of course, until, like, I was researching this, but she was, like, in so many movies. Oh, yeah. So many. Oh, my gosh. And she was in so many, like, beautiful black and white movies. Classics. Oh, so classic, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, anyways, this movie is fantastic. It's hilarious from the get-go. Basic plot here. Uh, we've got two presidents who served consecutive terms. Because they served consecutive terms, you can kind of figure that maybe they weren't the best of friends. Um, but in this case, they're just, like, really an old married couple that just don't <laughs> like each other. And um, they're always sort of, like, you know, one-upping each other. There was only one assassin assassination attempt on me you had three two the woman in phoenix doesn't count you had a starter pistol stop as ex-president shoot the kill everybody's after them to run again somebody wants us dead and again you think that was the tires and again i can't shake right now just blend in jack lemon james garner dan Aykroyd. what are you doing here are you coming out no i'm not coming out he is my fellow americans rated pg-13 now playing at a theater near you um, so their terms end and they're sort of griping about it. And um, the current president, <clears throat> President Hating, played by Dan Aykroyd, Dan, Dan Aykroyd sorry, um, is like sending them on like presidential sort of um, tours. Like they have to go to state funerals. <laughs> um, president Kramer has to go to like a, a Japanese phone company and represent the states by dancing with a giant panda bear. <laughs> like you do. <laughs> like you do. Um, but inevitably it comes to, um, they're going to get framed. Like they get framed for some massive plot that they think is um, sort of trying to cover up another conspiracy. And the movie takes a turn where you find out that it's kind of just like one conspiracy after another. And it's one mission to cover up one other mission. And it gets to be really deep and like really kind of suspenseful. Um, but they're just cracking jokes the entire time. And, you know, President Matthews, James Garner, is kind of like a ladies' man. So <laughs> he's like the older, wiser gentleman, always has a suave kind of like move. And then, of course, President Kramer, he's like the old cheapskate, tight-fisted, doesn't want to pay anything. Um, I think there's one scene where they go into like a convenience store and he 
someone wants to get a burger and President Kramer's like, well, that's $5.99. I could get so many more things for that at some other place. And it just reminded me of my own grandparents, but <laughs> um, it, it's hilarious. So the, I want to spoil it, of course, but the plot twist, you, I don't think that you're expecting it because, you know, you get to know these characters pretty well throughout the film. And by the end, you think it's over. And honestly, it leaves with that feeling with, oh man, I'm kind of sad that it's over. Mm, I, yeah. I want to see some more of that movie. And then bam, plot twist the directors give it to you and you've got an extra like 10 minutes of movie. <laughs> oh, so good. But, uh, so basically that's my first pick. IMDb gives it a, only a 6.5, which I think is totally unfair. Oh, no, no, no. Totally unfair, right? Rotten Tomatoes gives it an even worse, 47%. Really? Yeah. Totally. See, I thought it was a charming movie. I saw it in the theater when it came out and I thought it was very charming. Right? I don't think, I, was I alive? Yeah, I was alive, obviously. I was only like 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Metacritic also didn't give it pretty high. 49. I, You know, I think that's totally unfair. So I'm going to be at a 9.0 because it's hilarious. The cast is fantastic. I mean, it's really big name casts uh, and the comedy's on point. Now, of course, it's for the 90s, so it's going to be a little bit dated. But it still stands up because some of the issues that they were talking about are still pretty prevalent mm-hmm. today. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's oh, man, I love that movie. I love that movie so much. So you can actually, you can rent it for two ninety nine on most platforms which seems to be the common price for these yeah. things um or you can buy it for 9.99 on most platforms mm-hmm. so, excellent yeah check it out yeah it's a nice little movie i mean it's like a like a confection you know you enjoy it while you're watching it and then you kind of you know yeah when you're done you're done but it it, it really is you know kind of a, a, a fond look at some really terrific actors who are no yeah. longer with us mm-hmm. and sort of you know and i think not you know it's not one of those where sometimes you see movies where you see a, a an actor in their sort of declining years. Sure. And yeah. it's just kind of sad. Yeah. Not this one. This no. is actually really good. I thought it was very funny and very charming. I know. It's one of those things where, you know, were they trying to do like this comeback? Not really. I think they just wanted to get together and make a funny movie. And I yeah. think you, you get that sense when you're watching it because mm-hmm. they're just a bunch of friends. But man, the the comedic sort of presence of James Garner, I never would have expected. But pair that with Jack Lemmon. Oh, mm-hmm. just too much. Nice. Too much. Good pick. Yeah. Thank you. I like that one. <laughs> All right. So. I'm going to bring it down again. <laughs> oh, is, that's not a plot twist, though. No. We all expected that. Yeah, that you know, I'm nothing if not predictable. <laughs> so my my second pick uh-huh. is the 1983 slasher movie, Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> oh, yes. So the early 1980s is, is fondly remembered, by me at least, as the heyday of the slasher pick. Uh-huh. You know, you had everything from Friday the 13th to April Fool's Day to Silent Night, Deadly Night. I mean, basically every holiday was a bloodbath back then. Yeah. But the success of Friday the 13th in particular brought with it many sort of killings at the summer camp movies, right? A lot. Right. There were a lot of knockoffs. There was Camp Blood, <laughs> Camp Blood 2, Cannibal Camp Out. Okay. And, of course, Meatballs 3. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty horrible. <laughs> Out of all of these, though, my personal favorite is Sleepaway Camp. Dear Mom and Dad, I've been at Sleepaway Camp for almost three weeks, and I'm getting very scared. Welcome to Sleepaway Camp. Someone is watching you. Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to death. 
Sleep away, camp. You won't be coming home. This is a real kind of oddball hmm. of a movie. I mean, it, it does in some ways follow the formula of those kind of slasher movies, but there's just some really kind of weird stuff mixed in that you're not quite sure who's responsible for. Uh, so basically, uh, you know, it has that sort of setup where... There's a um, a tragedy that happens years earlier. Sure. Yeah. Where some sort of neglect or accident happens. This one happens on a lake near uh, near that same summer camp that they go back to. Like Moaning Myrtle. Yeah, I think you know it's it's uh, kind of one of those tropes mm-hmm, that you see mm-hmm. a lot. Oh, something traumatic in the past, and then there's in the present day there's all these killings that begin. Right. So, in the movie. There's this painfully shy girl named Angela, and she and her cousin Ricky are sent to this camp, Camp Arawak, for the summer. Uh, Angela, she she's you know she's always being bullied. Right. Not only is she being bullied by the other campers, but by the counselors as well. That's the worst because you know that stuff happens. Yeah, it's awful, uh, and you really feel bad for her. Um, and you know she gets taunted and everything, and her cousin tries to help, but it's it's n- not really any good. And then people start dying, <laughs> as you know, as as it happens in these kinds of movies. Sure. So there's going to be some slashings. You know, there's going to be slashings. <laughs> but here's the thing: it's not just slashings. No, no, no. There's death by arrow, death by bees. Little shout out. Um, death by pillow. De- yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now it's it's. It is kind of pretty standard horror fare for the 80s. Sure. But it wasn't just a hack em up. I mean, there were some other kinds of murders as well, which you want some variety in that kind of thing. It's like, a, it's like a blood buffet. It's really nice. It wouldn't be tasteful otherwise. Exactly. See, that's that's my point. Now, like I said, pretty standard stuff in a lot of ways. That is until the final reveal of the killer. Uh-oh. This is always the big moment. And if you if you watched any number of horror films... It's almost always a letdown. You're right. like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, it's that person? Okay, whatever. I, I guess I get it, but, you know. And then, of course, probably the best one of those would be like Jason Voorhees, who you didn't know. Sure. You know, was yeah. going to be the killer. So, But in this case, in this case, I will tell you, and I don't want to spoil anything here, mm-hmm. but think The Crying Game. Ooh, Neil Jordan directed that. Yes, he did. So that's, you'll get the gist of, of the ending of this movie. That's uh-huh. all I'm going to say. That was a fantastic movie. It was. It yeah. was. So Sleepaway Camp, in my humble opinion, is one of the better entries in this whole kind of early 80s slasher genre. I know that's not saying much. <laughs> However, it does well, have some pretty imaginative moments. And that ending really is a jaw dropper. Yeah. And you don't see it coming. Oh, man. That's exciting. It is. It is. And, you know, that's what... And and I'm not alone here because, all right, Sleepaway Camp actually gets a 6.3 out of 10 on the Internet Movie Database and 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? So I'm not alone here in thinking Sleepaway Camp is pretty awesome. (laughs) So, and if you want to see this, you are in luck Mm. because right now it is available for free on Tubi. 
Oh, I love Tubi. And the Popcorn Flicks. Yes, I downloaded that app too. Mm-hmm. Very good, very yeah, good. Yeah, so it's on both of those streaming services. And if you uh, also, it's free if you are a Amazon Prime Video subscriber. <clears throat> or another new, another kind of a new-ish uh, app, is, well, at least for Apple TV. I know it's been on other platforms, but the Shout Factory TV. Oh, I have heard of that, I think. Yes, if you're a yeah. subscriber to Shout Factory TV, which is fan Fantastic, by the way. It's a that'll be for a future episode. But Shout Factory TV, they have some great content. Yeah, hashtag sponsor. So if you, you know, if you're a Shout TV subscriber, you get that as well. Sleepaway Camp. That's cool. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, it's it's funny. I think a lot of these like '80s slasher films at camps must have spawned something for the '90s for younger generations. So, you do you remember? Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. And that sticks in my memory as being one of like the focal points of my youngish teenage years, yeah. you know? But of course, they're at like a campsite a lot of the time. Right. Telling ghost stories. Because that's that, what you do. That's where it comes from, I right. think. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's fantastic. Because I can totally see that um, being something that's completely relevant in any generation. Mm-hmm. Every Everybody goes to some, some kind of camp. Right. I went to like musical sports camp. Right. Right. Yeah. I went to um, Unabomber camp. It was, um, <laughs> ugh. Couldn't yeah. have my cell phone. It was terrible. It must have been the bomb. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. oh. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with my last pick. I'm doing a triple F. You know I like those. I do. You like the triple F. Yeah, I do. I think family-friendly flicks are something that maybe gets a little neglected. So I want to represent them as best as I can because I, of course, am a large child. Okay. Yeah. All right, then. <laughs> All right. So my pick, it is called Zootopia. Zootopia. Yeah. It's an oh, animated I've heard film. Of that one. <laughs> it's an animated film from 2016, and it is so cute. It's adorable. It's got a cool voice cast, too. Uh, Jennifer Goodwin, who... Do you watch Once Upon a Time? I watched the first couple of seasons, and then it just got too weird yeah, for me. Yeah, unfortunately, like, I, I was very disappointed after like the fifth or sixth season. Uh, wow. But mm. it is all on Netflix if you want to catch up. But she's from. Uh, she is the um, one of the main protagonists. She's Bunny. Um, the bunny, uh, Judy Hopps. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, we've also got Jason Bateman <laughs> in an animated film. And Idris Elba from Thor, Bonnie Hunt. Oh, and Tommy Chong. Right? Okay, weird right, combination. Man. Yeah. Like, okay. No, I get it. So, all right. Let's break it down. Picture our world, right, as it is, mm-hmm. except every human is an animal that oh. talks. In the world of Zootopia, humans never happened, which makes Zootopia a modern, civilized world that is entirely animal. That is an animal. Animals in Zootopia are anthropomorphic. That is just a big fancy word that means they walk around on two feet. They do not go to work nude. Thank you. Unfortunately, much like uh, our world, too, this world, made of these anamorphical animals, is divided into sort of sexed, or, you know, two separate sections. Unfortunately, it's predator and prey, right? Mm, So we've got cheetahs, lions, and tigers. Oh, my. Bunnies and, you know, ferrets and all those nice little creatures. Mm. So... You know, movie goes along, and really, it's kind of about Judy. Judy hops. She wants to become a police officer, and as you can imagine, she's a little small, tiny thing. Right. She's a bunny, right? So she has to go through a lot of trials, and she has to prove herself, and she ends up sort of um, pairing up with this guy, Nick. He's a fox. Well, he's a con fox. He's a con man. Yeah. Uh, Voiced by Jason Bateman. And they kind of discover 
like there's some stuff going on in Zootopia that you know no one knows about and it's up to them to bring it to the to their attention so the movie goes along you think you know exactly who's at fault for this and I gotta give credit to the um you know the directors the producers everybody they made this movie just so classically um how would you say it like they've got deeper meaning in it but they've hidden it behind cute animation <laughs> um because it, it really speaks to the to the modern day troubles that we're facing as a nation you know gun on gun violence police violence brutality all that fun stuff um but it's towards the end of the movie you're like wait a minute this is not what i was expecting so that's where the plot twist comes in and i will not tell you about it but i will give you a sneak peek on another plot twist <laughs> this movie which is called zootopia in the states in other parts of the country or excuse me the world it's called zootropolis zootropolis yeah right hmm. like i'm a little bit disappointed like okay i get it what you're playing off of metropolis blah 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 but zootopia is so much funnier you know it is and also sounds like a fruity drink it does right i think it's also known too for only having like one music number where as opposed to like many other yeah. animated movies that have well every other scene is a music number this one has kind of just one. Oh, and it's shakira who does it she's like a like a llama or i don't know oh she's a gazelle that's what she is uh, she's a gazelle like gazelle bunchen <laughs> no nope okay nope nope nope, nope, nope. uh yeah so um, I thought it was cute. So I really love that movie and it's not too, too long. IMDb, believe it or not, gives it an 8.0. It's pretty high up there. Yeah, that is pretty high right? up there. Prepare to be shocked. Hmm. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 97%. Wow. Not even joking. Wow. Right? And thousands of votes, 97%. Metacritic gives it a 78. I'm giving it an 8.5. I thought it was hilarious. I love the jokes. Cast is fantastic. And of course, once you finish the movie, you recognize just like... I don't want to say political, but how important the message is to take away from it, especially mm -hmm. if you're a young child and you can see these things playing out in front of you on TV um, and maybe hopefully through this film will make a little more sense to them. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. So here, here's my thought. So in this animal universe, mm -hmm. so would Star Wars be called Steer Wars? <laughs> I don't know. They figured out how to fly yet. So it might be Ground Wars. Ground cow? Ground beef. Mm. Oh. <gasps> Ooh, I just did that. Wow. Yeah. And the only character who's exactly the same is Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, sorry, C-3PO. Oh. Yeah. Rest he, in peace. Yeah, well, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Wait, he's not dead. <laughs> what are, you are you trying to upset me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not cool. Plot twist. I'm actually really mean. I don't think anybody <laughs> finds that to be a plot twist, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, gosh. Well, anyways, we had some good picks, I think. I think so, too. Yeah, right? I think it's come to that time in the show where we do our weekly shout-out. Yeah, who yeah. you got in mind there, Meta? Well, this week I want to say a big hello to Jay. He's a good friend of ours, good friend of the show. Yeah. He's actually helped with our intro music. So That's right. Thank you so much. Check mm -hmm. out Echo Craft on iTunes. Definitely. Uh, and also Mason. He's been listening from the beginning. We really appreciate your support, Mason. Thank you, Mason. Yeah, absolutely. You are awesome. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And we love all of our listeners. Most, yeah, yeah, we do. We yeah. really do. We love you. <laughs> Well, that got, see yeah. that? There's another twist. This is going to have an explicit creepy. title. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, no, no, we're not being explicit. No. No, we'll save that for our uh, you know, special adult film show. Oh, God. Uh, no, not, <laughs> no, not no, doing no, no. that yet. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> so, we, you know, we do really like to thank everybody. Absolutely, yeah. Especially, you know, especially our loyal listeners. Uh, if, you, if you've been listening for a little bit and you like it, please, we, we urge you to subscribe if you would like. 
we would really appreciate that Absolutely. if you did. Yep. Uh, so thank you all again. And I think that's going to wrap it up totally. for, uh, for this episode. And I think next time, our next dive, I think we've got something that's pretty buzzworthy. It's actually unbelievable. Oh, oh. wow. Oh, man. <laughs> this is, okay, so yeah, we're doing B-movies yeah, and not movies that are like low budget or independent. We're talking movies about bees. bees. Yeah. Right. So, and we're not talking like movies that have sting in it. <laughs> you know. Oh, man. And we're not spelling bees. We're not oh. going there. Sorry, Akila. Yeah, exactly. So, we're doing actual bees yeah yeah we will have buzzers and everything it's going to be great (laughs) so stay tuned absolutely to this podcast stay tuned for a new episode of steroid to heaven uh the heartwarming trials and tribulations of a former weightlifter who found jesus after his deltoids explode oh uh so yeah tune in stay tuned for that that's going to be fun so on behalf of the marvelous mrs manda and myself we bid you farewell until next time are you ready i'm ready three two, two one. one and plot transmission twist. plot twist i see dead podcasts <laughs>